Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is Michelle, and who's here with me? It's JD! It's JD! It's always JD! Every single time so far. Every time. We are winding down our episodes for Spooktober. This is the second to last one, and trust me, we got something really scary on the docket for tomorrow but <laughs> first uh we're gonna talk about hellbender uh, wait are you we... implying that we don't have something really scary on the docket for today with hellbender i did not say that i'm just saying tomorrow's is extra scary <laughs> so they'll have to be prepared that way they can make sure to take their xanax before it's, they hit play extra, on the episode. extra spooky right extra spooky um <laughs> so as we do here on this podcast we review shutter uh exclusive and religious well not religious exclusive and original movies that get released on the shutter streaming platform which is all about horror movies uh yeah, there yeah. were a lot of movies that came out before our podcast started so for spooktober we have released an episode every day to cover the ones that we previously watched and could not review every uh, today we are talking about hellbender woohoo hellbender that's hellbender. the movie we're talking about today came out just earlier this year 2022 uh, on Shutter back in February, originally appeared at the uh, 2021 Fantasia Fest. Got a lot of notice there. Uh, Michelle, you wanna maybe? Uh, do you wanna read the thing, or should I read the thing? I think I'm gonna read the thing. Okay, go ahead and read I'm the gonna... thing. I don't have a preference, so go right. for it. We're so gonna read this... the the Shutter description. Yeah, um, if you go to the Shutter website, this is the blurb they use to try and sell this movie to you. Hellbender. Directed, by the way, by John Adams, Zelda Adams, and Toby Poser. Triple threat director. I don't know how that works. 16-year-old <laughs> Izzy leads an isolated life on a lonely mountaintop. All she's learned is from her protective mom in the wilderness that swallows them. Questioning her illness and starved for companionship, Izzy sneaks down the mountain where she befriends Brazen Amber. Izzy is in heaven until a cruel drinking game with a live worm unleashes a new kind of hunger. Confused and scared, Izzy appeals to Mom for answers, but Mom's secrets are as old and dark as the bloodline from which they're born, and her grip is tight. Nature can only sleep for so long, though, and when it wakes, it's hungry as hell. A Shudder original, Michelle! Uh-huh. Hit us with them spoiler-free thoughts on Hellbender. Uh, that description gives away too much. Uh, first off, I wish that was shorter and a little bit more mysterious. But It sure does. Uh, this movie is not going to be for everyone. It was for me. I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, John Adams, Zelda Adams, and Toby Poser are a family. Uh, that's why they are all acting in this, directed in, directing in this. They have a band called Hellbender. It's pretty cool. You should check it out. Amber from the movie is also the sister uh, to the girl who plays Izzy, Zelda Adams. So she's also part of the family. I basically think they just involved everybody in this. And I love that. Um, I will give it a 4.5 out of 5 skulls. Four and a half out of five for Michelle. Michelle is absolutely right. This is a movie uh, that is, uh, I, I suspect, going to be kind of polarizing. Not a lot of gray area opinions. People who like it are going to love it. People who don't like it are really going to not like it. Uh, and curiously enough, in those situations, Michelle and I 
uh, often uh, separate, but not on this one. I really enjoyed this film. I thought it was a, a really unique and, and interesting take on uh, uh, witches. Uh, we'll talk about what I mean by that in the spoiler section because the specific detail I want to point out is definitely way too much. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed this uh, this film. I thought it was uh, uh, incredibly well made for a super indie made by a family out in the Catskill Mountains. Uh, uh, apparently, the, this uh, family has made several uh, feature films together, uh, and it definitely makes me want to go and check them out. The one thing I will point out is that uh, my biggest criticism of this film is uh, the same as the biggest criticism of the uh, episode we just finished watching before this one, uh, which, spoiler alert, today is September 25th as we record <laughs> this. We just finished wa- re- uh, recording the episode about Slapface. Now we're recording the episode about Hellbender. I could have done with a better title. Uh, I, like I uh, That name, uh, I, like that as, I like that as <laughs> the name for a band. That's pretty cool. Uh, as the title of the movie, it uh, it felt kind of hokey. It's it's the kind of thing that like it it's uh, it, you would expect like a like a garbage B knockoff uh, nothing movie to use. Uh, the movie is way better than the title. I'm going four skulls on this one. Wow, I actually had you written down as five on the score skull sheet all or skull score sheet already because I was convinced you were going to love 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 this movie. So. I am surprised by that. Okay. No, but that's still I, a good I, score. It just, I right. thought this was going to be like exactly your kind of movie. So oh, yeah, <laughs> I, there are, there are a few little things about it that, mm-hmm. uh, that didn't quite work for me. We'll talk about those, uh, in mm-hmm. the spoiler section. Uh, but yeah, I did really enjoy it. Uh, I, no, I of course it was a we both did. It just, sure. even when I get it right, I get it wrong. I was convinced <laughs> this was going to be a <laughs> five for you and life. I had already written it down. Okay. So 4.5 from me, four from JD, which gives it a 4.25 out of five skull rating. I definitely think this is one that you will want to check out if you for have sure. not done so. Uh, so go do that if you're interested in the movie, but then come back and listen to the spoiler filled section. So if you want to go check out the movie without spoiling, you're going to want to pause and come back. So pause right now. Yeah. Okay, cool. Onward, upward. Uh, I, I've i been making a better effort to try to summarize the movie for the people who we know are not watching the movies. Please go ahead and do so. I was going to say I'm going to have a hard time doing that with this one. But basically, Izzy is the daughter who I think the mother's just name is Mom. I don't think they ever name her as anything but Mom or Mother, even according to IMDb. I um, believe so. Yeah, so Izzy lives in isolation with her mother um, out in a wooded area, and she's very curious about people, but she's been told that she's sick and she can't get close to others. But she decides one day to talk to a girl who she meets at a neighboring house and slowly kind of develops a friendship with her and then starts realizing there's some stuff going on that doesn't seem right and then learns all about her hellbender uh, family lineage um, and that she is indeed a hellbender. Uh, JD, would you like to kind of sum up what that means? Because I know you said there's a lot that you like about it. It's essentially a witch, but not at the same yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> well, and uh, as they describe it in the film, uh, and I, I made special note of this because, uh, full disclosure, uh, when I went back to rewatch this movie uh, for our, our, our catch-up episode here, 
Uh, I I didn't watch just the straight film. I watched the episode of The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs uh, (laughs) from just earlier this year where they talk about this movie. Um, And, uh, uh, oh man, I just completely lost my train of thought. Hit me with that question one more time, Michelle. Hellbender, what it is. Oh yeah, what a hellbender is. Yeah, so they had uh, uh, Zelda and John and Toby as guests on the episode. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and she repeats it word for word on that episode. A hellbender uh, is sort of like a cross between uh, a witch, a demon, and an apex predator. Now that's a little cheesy, but ultimately the way I describe it is a hellbender is like what if a witch was actually a completely unique species rather than just an occupation for humans. Uh, they're literally like a like a different like they look like he- people. They 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 seem like humans all the way through, but it's very clearly established that this is a different thing. They have a completely different reproductive uh, method and plan. It's that's ultimately it. Is like what if a witch was a, a specific species uh, mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Uh, so Izzy learns about her uh, heritage and slowly starts becoming a lot more powerful than her mother wanted her to be. And that's why she had kind of kept her in isolation because hellbenders are a, uh, a not good thing for people if they want to be. <laughs> and she right. doesn't think Izzy can handle being around people. And so she's trying to keep her away from that lifestyle and to be good. Uh, but Izzy don't want to be good. Izzy want to be bad. Yeah. The <laughs> ultimate uh, the ultimate uh, gimmick of, of Hellbenders is that they obtain their powers uh, through the consumption of other living things. And that can mean things as simple as plants and that sort of stuff. Uh, but the more uh, like like uh, consuming animals and 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 that sort of thing, it becomes even more powerful. Uh, they also get drunk on fear, apparently, and they talk about how at one point uh, the Hellbenders were bad people and were 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 sort of using their power and and uh, you know uh, against people. And so Mother is very much committed to not being that bad hellbender, right? Uh, but the question very quickly becomes, uh, like, like uh, are, are you maybe just a wolf trying really hard to be a sheep, ultimately, is the metaphor that they make. Mm-hmm. Uh, and have you, uh, have you spent your whole time trying to convince your wolf cub daughter uh, that she's a lamb when really she's a wolf? And uh, she's... It's also a, a nice commentary on the dangers of isolating your children, right? Mm-hmm. Because she gets just one taste of that that slight power and that sl- ultimately as a metaphor for a slight exposure to the world, and she's just off the deep end. Uh, and so like as a coming-of-age story, I found it really interesting in that sense. Uh, I thought the way she interacts with the other people her age that she meets was really curious. Uh, I just I thought it was a really interesting spin uh, on 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 witches and that sort of thing. Frankly, uh, I could have done without seventeen uh, little interludes involving their band playing songs because it has nothing to do with the rest of the movie, right? I, I wouldn't have minded one or two of those, but there are a lot of them, and I definitely could have done without that. Uh, but uh, overall, I really liked this. 
Uh, okay, so several things. Uh, the music I thought was a pretty cool creative tool. This movie is clearly an indie film that's not trying to be anything bigger, and so I think it was allowed to be a little bit experimental. It did get a little excessive. The one where she's playing drums by the pool was kind of my line of like, oh, sure. oh no, please stop. <laughs> that I, I would like to be clear. I, I do enjoy the music in the Oh, film. I love the music. The, the yeah. music is great. I just... There are so many scenes where it just cuts to them playing a yep. song in their practice room for apparently no reason. Yeah, and it's because the family actually has a band called Hellbender, so they wanted to but, throw it in here a lot. <laughs> yeah, Hellbender where each of the E's is replaced by a six, and there happens to be three of them, right? So it's... Bam, bam, bam. Right, right. And the band yep. actually predates the movie. It does. Uh, okay, so <laughs> the music got excessive, at least the like, I was fine with it as a soundtrack, just sometimes like they, they played and I was like, could you just do something else instead of doing this, please? Um, but where this movie actually came from, I thought was really interesting. Uh, so Toby, who plays the mother, Toby Poser, uh, she actually uh, wrote this with the rest of her family based on her mother's deathbed confession. Um, and this is about secrets and the secrets that you keep from your children because she learned when her mother was dying that her father was not actually her father and so they raised their daughter Zelda with a lot of openness and transparency and this movie is about what happens when you don't do that if you try to keep huge secrets hidden the yep. kind of damage that you can cause um, by being secretive and trying to protect them and I found that very very interesting as an origin story story um i also think that this movie works so well for me because of zelda and toby uh the mother and daughter in the movie their uh their connection is so apparent that it is just it, it's a really good relationship that they have between each other their chemistry is very clear also i just find zelda slash izzy so endearing and innocent but then she becomes cool and confident and she's kind of like a awkward nerd transforming into herself which i also definitely yeah. relate to you know like how insecure has, uh, she is at first yeah kind um, of a kind of a carry vibe going on there but almost yeah. in reverse right <laughs> yeah where in, instead of the the actually now that i think about it this uh for a moment i thought this was a thought i was having but i'm pretty sure joe bob talks about this on that oh. episode of the last <laughs> drive-in about how like uh uh, in Carrie, the mom is crazy and trying to protect the daughter from the world. Mm -hmm. And in this movie, uh, the mom may also be crazy, but she's in a, in a certain way trying to protect the world from her daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and But yeah, still very much that coming of age kind of vibe and coming into your, your power uh, as a woman. Uh, definitely mm -hmm. a, a theme here in a lot of ways. The... Uh, uh, the hellbenders are, as far as we can tell, tri uh, all women. At no mm -hmm. point is a, a male hellbender ever referred to. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, uh, the relationship between Zelda and Toby is great. Uh, on that episode of the Last Drive-In, when they're all on, uh, all three of them are on the on the panel together. Uh, their chemistry comes through there. Uh, there are things that they get to do here, which. Uh, the, the 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 pure fun they had making this mm -hmm. movie and that's a weird thing to say uh but like there's a sequence where these two vomit blood on each other <laughs> uh while they're tripping on uh psychedelic maggots 
Uh, and that definitely is something that appeals to me uh, in a lot of ways. <laughs> but just uh, there's a level of fun and silliness in joy in that moment of them vomiting blood directly onto each other's faces. And you can just feel like they like they were having a real good time making <laughs> this movie for sure. Um, so the ending of this really gets into when Izzy is pretty much going full-fledged hellbender. And the way oh, that yeah. she does that is the hellbender eats their mother. Uh, and so Zelda is trying to say, I'm not scared of you because Izzy kind of needs her to be scared so that she can take her fear and feed off of it. But Izzy shows her like, oh, no, you do have everything to be afraid of. But then says like, I'm not going to kill you, mom. I'm not ready to be a parent yet. And do you need anything <laughs> from the store? And like she just even as like this terrifying creature that she is aware that she is, she's still so likable to me. Like, I think she's just she's like, no, this is just my nature. I can't help it. That I'm about to go kill a ton of people like isn't that crazy well, mom like it just it's so neat I just I really enjoy her as a human I want to be her friend <laughs> well and that's uh, that's a very big part of the of the thematics here because like you said mm -hmm. it's it's very much a movie about keeping secrets uh, but I think it's also very much a, a movie about uh, about uh, nature and nurture and those sorts of things uh, there's that that little monologue uh, that Izzy goes off on in the in the weird dream sequence towards the end of the movie uh, about wolves becoming sheep and then mm -hmm. sheep becoming wolves and and whatever it's it's all about uh, and and they have that discussion about uh, where where the mother they find that uh, that uh, that stripped uh, 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 bone carcass of of a deer. And she's like, well, the, whatever did this to the deer was just doing what comes naturally to it. And it mm -hmm. definitely feels like there's a certain amount of implication that, you know, maybe maybe this is uh, what they are. And the mother is just trying to uh, uh, avoid nature in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I thought there was a, and I think that definitely plays into uh uh, the endearing nature of Izzy. Here's one thing we gotta talk about, though. Are you, okay. uh, uh, what the fuck is that place that uh, the movie ends in? So the cave, like, kind of. I, I, so it's a cave where the entryway looks like a bunch of like like rotting meat that's inside a box in a room in their house. Yeah, I kind of thought that probably lived just as long as like th passed down through generations and generations. And that has been like a hellbender home that Izzy was not aware of. And so uh, that is not like just they built a hole. And no, I, I, like, I definitely got the impression yeah. that that's some sort of thing that Izzy constructed using her power. Like at one point she refers to it as this is my happy place. But uh, no, I just... I like it, like it's like it's like this I really loved the design of that especially mm -hmm. the tunnel sequence when the mother has to crawl through it because it's it's very vague cuz at at times with the lighting it looks like maybe it's just like a really uh murky damp kind of underground dirt cave and there's roots and things but then at other times again it also looks like it's like like bloody half rotten uh eviscerated guts and meat and it's just <laughs> it's gross and it's a 
perfect example as a capstone to something I definitely want to mention, which is for the level of tiny independent film this is, the special effects are fantastic. Like yeah, when they... I, I definitely want to talk about some of these scenes like down in that cave where the lantern is just by each of their faces and you can yeah. feel how far away they are, but it's just highlighting the expressions so mm-hmm. well. Like there is a lot of beautiful work and beautiful imagery and with those special effects going on in there, it is a really nice movie to look at. It, yes. it just it. It's so pretty. It uses minimalism to really, really get the story across. It's I, uh, brilliant. I think maybe my favorite shot in the film is actually right after the sequence where they're outside in the snow puking blood on each other's faces. <laughs> uh, and we cut then to... Uh, I We don't even know what space they're in because it's just... Uh, Izzy is sort of sitting there and the mother is lying down with her head in Izzy's lap. Uh, and <laughs> the reference point that I used for the way it was lit, what I immediately thought of was the beginning of the Bohemian Rhapsody music video. <laughs> uh, just because it's this very, di- like, like it's this, uh, a very much of a, a key light from one specific direction, and it's it's lit up enough so that, like, their faces are kind of half in silhouette. It's a gorgeous shot Mm -hmm. Uh, and they do some really impressive things with uh, the cinematography here especially when you understand like like this is a movie that they made for $65,000 right like this is mostly shot on uh, like I I believe in again on that episode of the last drive-in I think they mentioned that the camera they used to shoot this film is one of those digital cameras that it shoots video, but it looks like a, a traditional still frame camera. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's, uh, I, I don't know, it's just, I was really impressed with the effects and the cinematography, and they did some really great stuff here on an incredibly tiny budget. Yeah, I also have been listening to the music constantly again, which is what I did the first time I watched this movie. For the next week, I played Hellbender a lot on my Spotify, and I'm doing that again now. I'm glad that I was able to find them, though. It was so hard to track down this band. Googling Hellbender just gets you this movie, and then you have to read through forums before you find out that all the E's are sixes, and then you can go find the music. <laughs> yeah, you got well. It was a you could have just gone to the Wikipedia page for the movie because it uh, tells you at about the, the time there. it was not on there. The first time oh, I watched okay. this, I could not track it down. It was really Fair difficult. Enough. Yeah, no. The first time I knew that there was a real band, I knew that it was out there. Everybody kept calling it the Adams Family, which <laughs> is not because it is. Is the Adams Family, but it is not the Adams Family band. I had to go onto Reddit and read a bit to finally find it. And like now, now more information is out. But I watched this right when it came out on Shutter, and I had the hardest time. So I'm glad it's a little bit more apparent now. And I really want more music. They haven't made more music yet. Put out more music. I need it. I like this sound a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a very unique uh, sort of sound. And apparently, uh, uh, the uh, Zelda does play the drums. Uh, but uh, Toby Poser doesn't actually play the bass guitar. Uh, John, the father, uh, does all the other musical elements, and then the uh, uh, Toby and Zelda also sing on the on the recordings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really unique sound, and it's it's some interesting stuff. I'd definitely be curious to hear more of it. I just don't need to see them just standing around playing music. And that was <laughs> that. That's honestly like the thing that like it it got. 
it got to me enough that it it kept me from putting this movie all the way over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got a little uh, tired of the uh, of the the band jamming sequences, but other than that, I thought it was a fantastic film. Yeah, I would have been fine with more music in montages. I agree. Yes. Like the one where she played by the pool, it was like why this makes no sense you just wanted to put in one more song and like i want to hear the song just do something else i don't want to yeah. see everybody awkwardly jamming out to it <laughs> yeah well and another uh uh another thing uh this is a great movie that uh uh very similar to midsummer in that it does a really good job of a very realistically portraying the psychedelic experience mm-hmm. uh some of the the shots that they like there's one shot I remember in particular where she's just, uh, I believe she's just eaten uh, uh, the worm uh, in the tequila uh, and she looks up at the trees and the trees are swaying in the breeze, but the way they're swaying becomes a spiral. Uh, like they, they, it seems like they're bending as part of their sway and uh, that shot is, uh, again, really well executed and uh it's just nice to see people actually portraying that uh, that experience a little bit more realistically uh, in movies rather than like, oh, you drop a, you eat a couple of mushrooms and you're going to see weird demon dogs running across your lawn and speaking in tongues. And it's, uh, yeah, I really like this movie. That's I, not what happens. When I get a mushroom Swiss burger, I see demon dogs running across my lawn. Is that not a normal experience? You might want to talk to your doctor. <laughs> Okay, then, as well as the Dairy Queen manager, because they are making some mistakes with their burgers. Right, and then you <laughs> ship those mushroom and Swiss burgers right on over this guy. I love me a mushroom and Swiss burger. Me it's real good. Too. We should go get some right now. We got to end the episode first, and we got to find out if any place is open that has mushroom and Swiss burgers. I want one. <laughs> uh, 11 o'clock on a Sunday in <laughs> September in Fargo, North Dakota. There's no fucking chance. I know. That's so sad. The only way you're getting a mushroom and Swiss burger is to make it yourself, Michelle. Ugh, God, not happening. I know. (laughs) Well, we've clearly uh, said everything we needed to say about Mm -hmm. Hellbender. We both really dug it. We definitely think you should go check it out. Uh, We got one more, guys. One more in Spooktober. Thank you so much for, uh, for being with us through the whole month. We're going back to just our regular schedule in November, but thank you. Or are we? Thank you. One episode uh, I, every day in November. Oh, Let's God, do it. please no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need, agree. I, I need some I time. Yep, <laughs> I need no. some time. Yep, but, uh, yeah, uh, and really, uh, really, really excited about the capstone we're going to put on the month. Uh, oh, should yeah. we tell them what the movie is or should we wait? No, we should just we'll wait. wait. Yeah. Give them, let them build up the anticipation for a really good movie. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, then, guys. uh, uh, Thank you once again for checking us out. Tell all your friends. Check us out on the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at WeWatchShutter on all those places. Uh, Yeah, I think that about covers it. Say goodnight, Michelle. Goodnight, Michelle.